God's word is a fire in my bones, and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Good evening, friends. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Going to get into the Bible's authority tonight, and this is Do Not Keep Silent. Yeah, don't be a push over again. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. You want to find our parent ministry at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. You can find our blog there, podcast. Other resources are available there as well. Tonight, I want to dig into the Bible's authority. Sharing with you from Charlie Walcott. He's one of our bloggers, author, and speaker for the ministry. Thank you so much, Charlie, for sharing much of this tonight. And friends, you can find his posting every single Friday is when he posts. And friends, again, let's get into the Bible's authority and just the importance of it. And friends, I know some of you tuning in probably are going to go, well, how do you know? And all that good stuff. And others will be, yes, let's go. But friends, let's do our best to, well, stay cordial. Let's do our best to hopefully have a conversation. Yes, not over the air here, but maybe even online. We could do that as well through social media, maybe even in person. Friends, the Bible is our first authority. Also, the Bible is our our final authority. Authority. The Bible's our ultimate authority. I plan to get into all those tonight, friends. Friends, the Bible has authority and everyone knows it, believer or not. Whether people recognize it or not, nearly every decision must go through the Bible and God's revealed moral statutes. Those who believe and follow the Bible, well, they'll make their decision based on a particular command or principle established in Scripture. Now, hang with me here. Those who reject the Bible may not think about it actively as they make their decision, but they categorically rejected the Bible a while back. Friends, let me dig into this just a bit. As Charlie writes, I've never met a person who can truly demonstrate that he rejects the Bible for intellectual reasons. I would agree on that wholeheartedly. This person hides behind such reasons That is not why they reject it, friends. It's because of the moral standards and the ever-present condemnation that it brings to men and women who are not of Christ. Friends, the Bible has authority. Let's talk about something fascinating. Everyone who holds to some teaching, we, we know that. They hold to some teaching, whether it is for the Bible or not. Friends, some who hold to teachings that go against the Bible will even proclaim to be Christians and are constantly arguing and debating against people who do believe what the Bible says. Why would they? Well, friends, the answer is actually quite simple. They need approval from those who know God to justify their own unbelief. 
And friends, we are worldview warriors have been dealing with this for over a decade easily. Easily. Friends, people who want their belief to be justified by Christians or in the Bible are very clever in their approach, but they are constantly looking for acceptance and approval from the genuine believer. They, they would not do this unless they knew the Bible actually has the authority on the matter. And they knew that the believer was at the watchtower to let them in or not. If they really believed the Bible didn't have such authority, they would not even really bother with us, to be honest. And they would not seek to get us involved in their choices. But they can't escape it. God won't let them live in rebellion against him that easily. So people who want their own belief to be rubber stamped, if you will, not just by the Bible, but by believers, come to us for the purpose of seeking to suppress the truth and justify their belief in sin. Friends, as I continue on and move forward in this, I'd like to just take a side note to let you know. We here at Worldview Warriors have been dealing with this easily for the last two to three years where there are people that just struggle with authority in the Bible, even people that have in the past supported the ministry of worldview warriors, but they want their own beliefs in things to be, well, not just looked at as truth, but they, they want people to help them justify their belief. A great example of this is a person wanting their belief to be rubber-stamped as truth. Well, in the death of the unborn, they want that so much to be true that it is okay and it is not murder. We've lost support from people like this because, well, they just don't want to take a good look in the mirror. That's not being mean or judgmental. It's just the truth. Friends, the Bible has authority. It's fascinating that everyone who holds to some teaching that goes against what the Bible said, again, even if they proclaim to be Christians, that they're constantly arguing and debating against people who do believe what the Bible says. Friends, the Bible has authority. If you pay attention to any of the creeds or confessions of the faith of church history, the Bible is always what they start with. Because the Bible is the source of all their information and their statements. It is imperative that we give the Bible the position that God gave it. Friends, there are three positions of authority that, well, I'll address Tonight, friends, the Bible is our first authority. Many people tend to forget this one and leave the Bible as the last resort. However, the Bible should actually be our first authority. You know, the foundational belief for what we believe in. The foundational authority. You've heard me say it. Time and time again, the way forward is back. We have got to get back to the biblical foundations of belief. Friends, 
It is absolutely the first authority that we should turn to as believers in Jesus Christ. Those who don't believe in Christ, I encourage you to use the Bible as your authority that you turn to. Some of you are probably head-scratching there. Friends, if Jesus Christ really is who he says he is, and he makes the claim that he is the way, the truth, and the life, when you are truly on a search for truth, then you should find Jesus Christ, because Jesus is all truth for all people in all times. The Bible should be our first filter to determine what we should do. Anytime we are confronted with a decision, our first question should be, what does the Bible say? Friends, with that, we have a great resource at Worldview Warriors that's available. That's actually called, what does the Bible say? You can find it right there at worldviewwarriors.org. The Bible may not explicitly state what we should do in every situation, does not tell us whether we should go to that football game or not, or whether we can watch that show or not, or which which school we should attend or go to. But friends, it does give us the framework we should use in making those types of decisions. One question we should use in such cases is how will doing this thing or going to this place help me Give glory to God. How how will God use me in and through this? The, The Bible teaches us that our primary purpose is to glorify God and to worship and enjoy him. When God rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt, he didn't want them to just get out of slavery. He wanted them to be a people unto him, to serve him and to glorify him. Friends, 1 John 5, 1 through 5 talks about what real love is. Friends, loving God is keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Friends, again, when the Israelites were led out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, God wanted them to be a people unto him, to serve him and glorify him. Friends, the same is true when Jesus delivered us from the slavery of sin. Our saved life is about glorifying and serving Christ. Fruit should be seen by others around us. So when we decide what job to take or what school to go to or whatever, our first authority should be to see what God says about such things. Again, the Bible is our first authority. Let's continue on. Secondly, the Bible is our final authority. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. We're not discussing about the Bible being our last authority after we have exhausted all others. No. There are severe dangers in that because... Well, friends, we need to start getting ideas from the bad sources and intentionally, well, we start following the wrong way. Friends, we'll start comparing the Bible to what we heard from the world 
and start mixing and matching what the world says with what the Bible says. Again, I, I just want to direct you to an excellent resource on the Internet. Go to worldviewwarriors.org. Click the blog tab. You can click in the search bar the word exegesis or eisegesis or just click Katie Erickson. I know some of you are going, I don't know how to spell that word. Well, do the best you can. Exegesis, eisegesis, and there's also a fancy word called hermeneutics. Friends, again, we need to stop mixing and matching what the world says with what the Bible says. Friends, what I mean by the Bible should be our final authority is that we should start with the Bible. So start with the Bible. That, that's the primary resource, primary authority. Do our study and analysis and then check our conclusion with the Bible. We build our framework for our question with the Bible, and then we confirm that our answer, our models, and our conclusions still agree with the Bible in case we got off track. Now, many people, and you might be one of these people tuning into this tonight, many people build their models and ideas, and they use pieces of Scripture to build them, but they never check to see if their models actually agree with what the Bible says. And friends, that is why we must check our ideas out with the Bible as our final authority. Friends, we see in the book of Psalms that it does say, it actually says, there is no God. It actually says that. However, you need to look at that in the context of the verse. I didn't write it. I didn't say it. Meaning to initially say it. It comes from the Bible. It says, the fool in his heart says that there is no God. That's really what it says. It's not, that, that is not making a claim that there is no God. Not at all. It's saying the fool in his heart says that there is no God. I've had a number of people, even close friends of mine, close family members tell me, stop using that word. Well, I'm not the one using it. Almighty God is the one using that word. The fool in his heart says that there is no God. I've had people tell me, well, that's offensive. Well, you need to take that up with God, not me. I'm not the one. I am not the one that said that. Again, initially. I'm just saying what it says. I've had so many people tell me again, again, that that is offensive and we should stop saying things like that. Um, but the Bible said it. So do we stop telling people what the Bible says? 
just because it might be offensive to them? Well, I can tell you what did Jesus do. Jesus offended people. He offended those that couldn't handle the truth. Not because he was trying to be offensive, but because he was speaking out the truth. My name is Jason Zurich, your host for the program. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. I'll get back to this in just a bit as we continue on, friends. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the ministry of Worldview Warriors. We equip students, parents, grandparents to impact this generation for Jesus Christ by investing in their lives, their family members' lives in numerous ways through our radio programming, internet presence, through social media, our blog posts. Friends, we live for Jesus Christ in everything we do. And we encourage students and adult leaders to do the same. Some of our core values, Jesus is life, the rest is details. We love him, and for this reason we don't apologize for the good news of Jesus Christ, and we challenge students and adults to build their life on faith in Christ. The Bible can be trusted, and it provides the only coherent framework for life. Again, just of a couple of our core values there for you to consider. Again, my name is Jason DeZurich, your host for the program, and been going through the Bible's authority tonight. Again, number one, the Bible is our first authority. Number two, the Bible is our final authority. If you're just tuning in, well, I encourage you to go back and listen to this on podcast. Friends, the Bible is our ultimate authority. Lastly, our the Bible is our ultimate authority. Friends, I know this is not popular today because this means that the Bible is above every other authority out there. And yes, that includes all academics and modern science, which it's sad to say has become its own religion. It does not matter how many physicists, geologists, astronomers, biologists, etc., whatever. If it does not agree with the framework of the Bible, namely the historical context of events it describes, well, then it's not an accurate study. Friends, I encourage you to seriously think about that. Again, I do want to encourage you to go find this blog post written by Charlie Wilcott in its entirety at worldviewwarriors.org. Click the blog tab. Again, the Bible's authority. Friends, a common argument that, that we see here at the ministry is that the Bible is silent on the issue regarding creation versus evolution. Well, actually, it's not. And I have people tell me all the time, therefore, we're free to look at other sources. 
Again, friends, I just encourage you to really dig into this and try to do your best to figure that out. But you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Friends, many people start with their own idea of what it should be, and then they insert their belief into it. And I will say this as we continue on regarding the Bible is our ultimate authority. I've been in many debates regarding creation and evolution throughout my lifetime. Some formal, some informal. One of the most rewarding debates I was in was actually an informal debate with a science teacher who was in a public school. I was there for a quote-unquote health fair, and they wanted me to be there for the spiritual health of the kids. By the way, this was in a government-run school. I had literature that was there about explaining about creation, how we're created and how we're made in the image of God and why that's so important. Well, this teacher came to me and was like, you can't have this in here. And I'm like, why not? I'm here for the spiritual health of these children. Well, lo and behold, this teacher and I went round and round almost the entire health fair at my table where I was handing out information. And this was (laughs) uh, 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. And this teacher and I went back and forth, back and forth, regarding the creation-evolution debate. For me, it was very, very rewarding, simply because, as we were debating on one side of the table, there were about four to five students deep across an eight-foot-long table, listening in the entire two hours. I'm not saying there were all the same students, because they had to, you know, get to their classes, go eat lunch, do things like that. But the entire time, there it was about four to five students deep at our table. After that discussion, and again, informal debate, I didn't hear from this teacher for about a year and a half to two years. I had someone at our church ask me if I'd be willing to have a panel discussion about creation evolution, and they wanted to invite this teacher and another one to join us at the panel discussion. I had said, well, I'll contact that teacher. I haven't talked to them in about a year and a half, two years, but I'll see what I can do. Well, I was able to contact them, and then they didn't get back to me, and then didn't show up for the panel discussion. Now, please hear me. I'm not saying that person was a coward or that they, you know, just put their head in the sand. No, please hear all of this. What happened is that teacher, after that discussion, after that informal debate that happened with four to five students deep at an eight-foot-long table at a health fair in a small town in the United States, there were things that I had brought up to this teacher that made them really think about what their belief really held. You see, this this teacher was making claims 
about the theory of evolution. And I had been letting this teacher know, hey, some of that stuff you believe, it's been proven false. That, that That's not true anymore. And if it's not false, what it was built on is false from, you know, 100 years ago. And this per- per- person was like, no, no way. And I'm like, yes, that that was built on falsehood. So really, your belief is false because it was built already on a faulty foundation. So again, this teacher, year and a half, two years, hadn't talked to her. The reason she did not come to the panel discussion is because she had studied for a year and a half to two years and had made a decision that she had been wrong the whole time. Because her professors that she learned from at the college she went to, not going to tell you the college, they had been teaching her things that were faulty, built on faulty foundations. And this teacher decided, I've got to dig more into this. So why am I bringing all this up? Because that teacher, after actually studying and looking and digging and praying, made a decision. That decision was they were going to keep being a teacher in the sciences. And lo and behold, this was years ago, started, well, teaching and speaking for the Ministry of Worldview Warriors because they'd come to realize that what I was saying to them was actually true. Friends, again, do not keep silent. My name is Jason Zurich, host for the program, talking about biblical authority tonight. Again, the Bible is our first authority. The Bible is our final authority. And the Bible is our ultimate authority. This is Do Not Keep Silent. My name is Jason Zurich, your host for the program. My name is Blog, Twitter, and Bible Cot. The Bible's final authority. I encourage you to dig into that more on your own. Thanks again for being here. And I'll see you next time. Don't be Bush. Find us online at do not keep silent.com.